Testing, testing, one, two, three. It's me, it's DG, in the place to be. Griff's BD, that's brain dump. Not big dick. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry, I've lowered the tone. It's me, it's Griff, episode 32, it's me, obviously. Um, how's everyone doing? How are you doing? Yeah, you, the one, the one you're listening in your headphones, I'm in your ear. In your head now. How you doing, mate? Good? Good. Now, uh, my my week's been fun. My week's been fun. Let's uh, let's start from Monday. What happened Monday? Monday was a stressful day at work, again. Um, the, the growth on my eyelid has gone down. <laughs> oh, I had, I had a vet message me from On The Low Pod. Very nice of her. She's like, you need to get that checked out. So I'm actually fired. I imagine a few of you may have heard the podcast for dude. Yeah, my mate Dominic as well. Same things. Like, that's, that's not normal, mate. <laughs> well, it is, it's a blocked um, duct. It's a... Where, you know your eyes. Is, your eyes is the second most complicated organ behind the brain. Um... And so in the eyelid, there's uh, there's ducts that produce this kind of lubricating fluid. I think that allows you to blink. And sometimes it gets blocked. Just where it's just through temperature changes and stuff. It gets blocked. All you need is a hot compress and a massage just to unblock the duct. I've had it a few times before. It's fine, people. It does seem to happen when I get stressed. But then as um, only the Brave, from 52... Uh, 52 weeks later uh, check out his uh, vlogs he um he's writing a book in 52 weeks i can't even read a book in 52 weeks <laughs> it's just like that's nuts but yeah 52 weeks later check that out um he made the point that it may be the alcohol and as i said on my last podcast you never blame the alcohol all right fresh air maybe lights could be that could be the kebab you had but never the booze Never blame the booze. So my eye, not the alcohol. Alright? Alright. But, um, yeah, Monday was another stressful day at work. Went to play football. Rushed to get to football. Got changed in the back of the cab. feel like the guy felt pretty uncomfortable about that. <laughs> oh, man. You've got a guy in the back of your cab just taking his clothes off. It's like, um, you're definitely getting... You're definitely not getting five stars for this one, man. <laughs> Got changed, rushed, only for the other team to only have six players. So we did the honourable thing. Because we had seven. It's meant to be seven aside. We uh we, we just left one of our players on the bench. And just, you know, just played with six. What nice guys. We're still we're still battered on five nil, obviously. You know, it's not a charity, but hey, let's make it fun. Um that was my Monday. Tuesday, I was meant to have a gig. Um, after work, but I was just so tired, like knackered, just proper shattered from the weekend, and the week, and I was like, do what, let me just take a day off, so I took a day off, and I uh, felt so much better for it, but it was, um, it was weird, it was a weird evening, like I, uh, no, I was just tired, I, was, I think I was just sat on the edge of my bed, I did laundry. Oh, shaved my own head. 
That's what I meant for Britney. Um, <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, I went, yeah, shave my own head. I think I look good with a shaved head, though. It's cleaner. Uh, actually, I definitely look good, because I kept on getting comments at work. I was gassed. No, people don't even talk to you about certain things. They're like, I like your haircut. So, cheers. You know, people walking past, oh, hi, Darren. But, uh, you alright? <laughs> ah, dear. Ego is on 10,000. But, um, yeah, that Tuesday, I just thought, uh, you know, just tired. Just stressed out by figs. So, let me just take that Tuesday off. Went and got my car washed. Even though it was raining, I still went and got my car washed. Um, it was covered in, like, leaves and bird shit. You know when you park under a tree and you think, I'll move that tomorrow, and you don't, and then you go to move your car, and it, it's a state. I was like, I can't have my car looking like this. Went to get it washed, sat in the car wash, then there's something weird, weirdly uh, soothing. I find weirdly soothing about sitting in the car, in a car wash. I'm not sure if it's like a kind of metaphorical cleansing of the mind while you're sat in a car wash. And your car's being battered by a rotated mop. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I find that relaxing. But I did. Drove to my roadman chicken shop. You know, treated myself to two pieces of chicken and three wings. And I made a joke earlier this week about I like my chicken shops to be the roadest and the dirtiest, you know. Hygiene standards, three stars or less. I take that back. Okay, I take that back fully because I um, <laughs> I went there on Friday, this Friday, and I was ordering, and um, this is my stupid thing. The guy tried to hit me with the upsell. So how much is it for six wings? He went, eight wings are two pound. And I went, cool, but how much is it for six? Because that's what I asked for. Now, why are you upselling me? And he goes, oh, it's, it's one fifty. And I know it's one pound for four. So it's 25p per week. There's no there's no saving for me buying eight. So you're just trying to sell me eight wings. Anyway, as I've ordered and he's served them up, I look at the till. There's this bug on the till. And I'm like, it's not a fly. I'm not sure if it's... A cockroach or a cricket. And I thought it may actually be a cockroach. I'm not sure. And I thought. It's the fact that I'm considering it's a cockroach. I'm getting the fuck out of this shop. <laughs> and I was to the guy. Like, Mate don't worry about it. He goes why what's wrong? And I went no. <laughs> I can't even articulate it. He's like what you just ordered. I was like no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I'm out of here. This is gross. So I was like, no. Oh, fuck that. So I'm never going back there again. Never. Um, I went to Sam's instead. Oh, I still wanted chicken. I wasn't put off the chicken. It's just that shop. <laughs> so there's somewhere else. Superior hygiene. Definitely, it just looks cleaner. It just looks like a cleaner shop. Like they've invested in things. They actually had hygiene standard stars in their windows. I'm going to pay for the extra. I'm going to pay the extra now. So I 
I've done full circle in three days. My views have completely changed. I don't want the roadist or chicken shops. Alright? You want a nice one. You filthy bastards. But, uh... <laughs> that's a Tuesday. My Wednesday... What did I do Wednesday after work? Ah, oh, the podcast. Did the Midweek Sunderlight podcast. That was actually really fun. It's always fun, but to you know, hang out with the boys. But... Because it was international week, we didn't have much to talk about football-wise. And uh, we kind of deviated. We still st- stuck on football, but... Oh, it was a loose podcast. <laughs> it was a loose one. Uh, that followed on Thursday. This was the most exciting thing I did this week, I think. So Thursday, at work. And um, had an interview with someone. Not a, not a job interview, so uh, you haven't got any kind of exclusive there. It was an interview from a radio station with Mr. Michael Rainey Jr. If you don't know who that is, that is the man that plays Tariq from Power. Had a telephone interview with him. And let me tell you, this kid, he's funny. He's a nice, he's a really, really nice guy. And it's just weird hearing his voice. Because just like, I'm actually talking to Tariq. I'm talking to Tariq from Power here. <laughs> but because he's such a nicer person. It's, it's bad. Like, he doesn't swear. He doesn't curse at all. Doesn't swear at all. Uh, only, obviously, when he's in character as Tariq. But as a person, he doesn't do it. So that was weird to hear him say that. So I said, oh, you know, it's a breakfast show, so you can please not swear in the interview. He goes, nah. He goes, I don't curse. I was like, what? He said, nope. And I was like, okay. But yeah, if you want to check out that interview, we are broadcasting it next well this saturday coming so it'll be the 16th yeah saturday 16th september that's what i'll be broadcasting that interview with Tariq from power because that's his name he's not michael rady jr first name Tariq, middle name from last name power so yeah man that was super cool now i went to a party later on uh with lb my my co-host of the saturday morning hangover and He's one, I can't even say he's one quarter. I don't know how many Mandem there are on the Mandem podcast. There's, there's a usual bunch of four. Um, but yeah, he's. Uh, I went out with him. And all of the Mandem, all of them. There he is in, uh, where are we? Hoxton, Hoxton Pony. Sure did, it's Hoxton way. And uh, it was a good party, man. Really good party. So, um, it just, But it just shows how little control I have, you know. Because I was going to, um, I was going to get the last train home, because the free network went down, and I didn't have any, you know, any 4G, so I couldn't risk. I couldn't risk it. I just had to get home, because you know, what if the 4G wasn't running, and I couldn't get an Uber home. I had to just get one of those, you know, crazy, unmarked cabs, you know, get raped in the face and then stabbed in the alleyway. I don't want that. I just want to go home. It's not worth. It's not worth it. You know, I'm not paying for a black cab either. That would cost me like eighty quid. So, because I want to go home, I'm gonna go home at a sensible time. Then you know, the alcohol gods switched the free network back on at about eleven, quarter past eleven. The time where I was just finishing my last drink to go, and I was just like. <sighs> Yeah, I'm definitely staying out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out for the long haul. And um, it was a mad party. Now, 
You know, you know the song "Too Many Man." There's too many man, too many many man, too many man, too many many man. We need some more girls in here. We need some more girls in here. This was the opposite. There were too many girls. Seriously, there were girls everywhere. To the point that I didn't actually talk to any of them. Because there's too many. <laughs> Each time you looked at one, there was another one behind. It's like, oh, actually, she's, she's kind of nice. He looked at different ones. Uh, she, she's, she's kind of nice there too. He said, uh, "Do what? Fuck it! I'm just drinking drinks. Fuck them." <laughs> well, one bit is funny though, right? Is that like LB and those guys? They're maybe just a year or two younger than me. Um, but obviously they're friends as well. They'll have friends who are younger than them. So there's some people a bit younger than me, and um, I've realised. That Where's Garage is like my nostalgia music. And early, early grime is my nostalgia music. Like, I think grime, early grime wasn't actually that aggressive. Whereas now, I think a lot of people's nostalgia music is grime and like drill music here. And it was just so funny to see like a girl who's like so beautiful, so elegant. And then there's a, a grime track comes on and the bass is about to drop. And she's just like, are you dumb? <laughs> oh, dear. You're just like, eh? Like, back away slowly. You might just get shanked, get poked. It was nuts, man. It was nuts. I only one gripe about that party, though. They served, they, um, they charged. Looking service charge. At the bar. Do you know how annoying and how rude that is? Like, I have no other method of getting this drink. Yet you're making me pay service charge. Like, what am I paying for? Like, tell me, what what service have you provided me? There was no alternative of me getting this drink. So, surely your payment is me paying for the drink. You don't deserve service charge. Especially the fact that I actually had a Heineken. A bottle of Heineken. So you didn't even pour it into a cup. They didn't even mix the drink. You just had to take the lid off. And I have to pay you 10% extra for that. It's not even discretionary. And the way I went is to tear into the barmaid. But I was like, do you know what? I actually can't because it's not your policy. It's not your policy. Uh, I'll just be a dick shouting at a woman just doing her job. So I opted against that. <laughs> Didn't think that'd be a good look. You know. Do I not pay ten percent more? Just like leaning over the bar, people having to like escort me out. <laughs> Getting draped stuff in the club. It, it, it weren't the one. So I was just angry about it. And I just hate that, you know, hate all that kind of shit. You know, gratuity. If I, if you earn a tip, you'll get a tip from me. I'm not tight. But, you know, just don't just whack in service charge. It's that booking fees as well. I remember once I... Oh, oh that, that one killed me. You ever bought tickets online for somewhere and they, and they go, which option do you want to take? Traditional post, pay like £4 extra. It's like, okay, no, I don't want that. It's like email... And print your own tickets. Like, yeah, okay, cool. 
one pound post and packaging. He's like, what? Yeah, for one pound. So what? If if I don't pay this, I've bought the ticket, but I'm not allowed to have the ticket. Again, surely that's a part of the price. When I buy something, I should be able to receive it. Why am I being charged to receive it? Post and packaging, I get. Because then you can pick like how fast and how slow you get it. I get that. Pay extra for fast delivery. Fine. But when it's print my own ticket, fuck off. Like, no. <laughs> it's like, no. I'm not paid for that. No way. You've taken the piss. Absolute piss there. So, yeah. When I go to restaurants, right? You ever, have you ever noticed this? When they uh, when they hand you the, the machine and they just leave you the option of gratuity, yes or no? And like, to, click, to click yes, you have to just press the green button. But to click no, you have to press, like, F3. Like, where the fuck is F3 on this machine? On, no. I don't know. I want to press no. I see, and what they expect you to do is be all British and stuff, and it's all awkward for you, so you just click yes because you just don't have to deal with it. And what they really hope you do is actually put your pin in, then you end up with like you know, a nine grand <laughs> gratuity. That would be now, go to a decimal point, be like 90 pounds something. That's not my, um, that's actually not my pin code, by the way, so don't get hyped. Um, <laughs> but yeah they do that so do what because I know what they're trying to do they're trying to play on my awkwardness I amp up the awkwardness but I only do this if I am going to give them a tip so what I do is I get to PDQ machine I see that gratuity yes or no and I hand it back to them and go how do I press no I don't want to give a tip and I look them dead in the face when I say that I just like seeing their attitude completely change just like to see him a little bit demoralised. So that's yeah, a few minutes. As I arrogantly just punch in my pin. No gratuity here. Not from me. But you know, I will just leave him to cash. I will leave him to cash. On the table. You know. So they probably walked away thinking, what a fucking prick. I hate this guy. Look at him. He's so arrogant. Look at him. He's a knob. Da, 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 da. Going to oh, go and clean that table now, prick. And then they just find the money there. And they're like, oh, still a prick. <laughs> but, oh, man, that's it. That's, that's, that's all I've been doing this week. Gigged yesterday, uh, gigged on Friday to only two people. Um, sometimes you've got to do that. You know, they, they came for a show. Me and a few other comedians said, hey, we're going to give you a show. And that's what we did. It's what we did. We gave them a show, man. And it was, it was fun. It's a good learning experience. Uh, question, actually, people. This is a live question. So I'm sat in my car. Uh, I have a neighbour that continuously smokes out of her window. Um, with very few clothes on. She doesn't have any curtains. And for the first 10 minutes of this podcast, she was just there in what I think was a bra, just smoking out of a window, kind of just staring at me in my car. Now, granted, what I'm doing is not particularly normal. I'm a man who lives here, sat in his car, not driving. Uh, People must see me do this every Sunday morning, be like, what is this guy doing? And... So I understand me, I don't look normal. 
But then, neither does she. <laughs> so, you, you can't just be there in your underwear by your window, like, and me not look at you. You know, is we're just all breaking social norms here. Like she's moved, she's back. Now she's back at the window. She's back at the window now. She's just walking back and forth across the window. It's just, it's very distracting. But I'm a pro. And I carry on. And um, yeah, man. We'll, we'll carry on. We'll talk about what actually happened this week now in general, rather than just my week. Because that's what you're here for. You don't hear about me. You don't hear about what's going on in the world. Like Wayne Rooney. Hey, how about that, man? You thought you retired from English football, left the biggest club in the world. Well, ah, no one's going to care what I do now. Wrong. <laughs> You've got a life. And, you know, you'd have to try and ruin it. So, yeah. Anyone hear about Wayne Rooney? The headline here is a £44 brake light may cost Rooney his marriage. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, he got caught with some... Um, is she a model? No, she's not. She's not a model. She, no, they just posted pictures of her in her underwear. That's what they do. They, they sex up the person. Um, she's not. She's a sales manager um, from somewhere in Manchester, in Earlham. Miss Simpson. So he was caught drink driving with another woman in the car. Now, the sequence of events that the way this story has been told is he had a faulty brake light, so that's why he got pulled over. And then when he got pulled over, they kind of said, "Oh, has he been drinking?" So they breathalyzed him, and then he failed his uh, he, he failed the test. So what the newspaper is trying to say is, if he didn't have a faulty brake light, his marriage wouldn't be at risk. Maybe. But maybe what would have saved his marriage is if he wasn't trying to bang a sales manager from Manchester. <laughs> that might have been the thing, you see. That might have been the one. Because I've seen many men with broken broken tail lights in their car and um, their, their marriage is fine. But I've seen many men with other women... And their lights work fine in their car. And that's when their marriage gets a little bit fucked up there. <laughs> I think you got it wrong in their newspaper. But here's the thing that I do feel sorry for Rooney, though. You know, uh, he didn't actually have sex with this woman. This is all based on her saying that he was well up for it. And they were definitely going to have sex. Now, I'm a realist. Yes, he's in the car with the woman. They've been drinking. They've been getting it on. All night, wherever they were before. They were heading back to her place. They were probably going to have sex. However. If you're going to get done for cheating. Let the guy at least bag. <laughs> oh, man's getting dragged across the coals. For cheating. And bagging. You didn't even, you didn't even complete the mission. Like if you're going to be a prick. Be a full prick mate. Or just don't be a prick at all. You know what I mean? If you're going to steal someone's food, why just have a bite of it? Just eat all their food. They can't do anything once you've had a bite of it. They don't want that now. You've just ruined their lunch. you just pissed them off even more. 
You might just eat it all. Then people can understand what you're doing. I know, I said, he's messed up there. Oh, Wazza, Wazaru. But no, hopefully, um, they'll stay together. They'll definitely stay together. You know, Travis made, made the point. Watch his special, actually. If you watch his special, it explain exactly why they're staying together. Go watch his special, seriously joking. Done a lot of plugs here in this uh, podcast so far. But yeah, let's go, go watch that and that will fully explain why Colleen is going nowhere. Alright, that was a full investment plan. She stuck with him. She got with him when she was 16 or 15. She probably got cussed by all the girls in school. So why are you going out with Wayne? Why are you going out with Wayne? He looks like Shrek. Why are you going out with Wayne? Don't clean. No. Clean. Um. <laughs> but she saw the plan. She saw the future. She ain't going nowhere. But on the thing of cheating as well, I think it might be the same newspaper, same day I was reading it. Um, yeah, so the headline is, don't expect any Tinder mercy if you cheat online. Um, yeah, more than half the people in a relationship, 51%, would dump the other half if they found them looking for love on sites such as Tinder. Who are the other 49%? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, I get it, you're on a dating website, but, you know, we can work it out. No. No. Like, unless it's, you've got a fake profile on there. Like, someone's, someone's catfished you. Right, yeah, that's fine. Are you telling me, if I found out the woman I was going out with, not talking about just seeing, or someone I've met from there, and they haven't deleted their profile yet, I'm not talking about that. So I'm in a full relationship with you. And then someone tells me, hey, your girl's on Tinder. You've been, it's not even a discussion to have. I'll just show the phone. It's just you, yeah? Uh, I can explain. Nah, I don't think you can. Because I'm not listening. It's like, oh God. Fuck up. That is nuts. And it's just weird. It's like, yeah, 30% of the 2,100 people polled. Ah, see, look, see, they polled 2,100 people. You can't extrapolate that across 60 million people in this country and 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah, 30% of them owned up to going online to seek romance behind their partner's back. Like, you're actually leaving an audit trail of your fuckery. I still don't, I doesn't get it. It's a cheating shit anyway, right? But just like, people just got so dumb with it, just loose. So when you watch like those shows like Towie and Made in Chelsea, you say, oh yeah, what happened in Ibiza? Oh yeah, I cheated on Millie or Molly or like, any of those names, right? Yeah, I cheated on Molly. He's like, oh no, bro, you cheated on Molly? Yeah, I did. Does she know? No, not yet, no. He's like, well, you're on TV, mate. And then they cut to Molly. He's like, oh, he's such a prick. I can't believe Ollie cheated on me. How did you find out, Molly? This is so bad. It's trash. How did it happen? Uh, some bitch on Twitter 
messaged me, showing me all the messages. <laughs> it's like, ah! And what will they say together? Of course they will. Because these relationships don't mean anything. Shit. It's shit, man. But yeah, it's just, I don't get. I don't get why. That's what the whole idea of cheating is to keep it on the low. These people are just out here giving zero shits. Zero, zero shits, man. But hey. More serious stuff, though. Let's, uh, let's lower the tone. So I don't want to end on it. Because this is what I tend to do. I forget things. Say something serious at the end. And then the podcast ends in like a really sombre mood. So, um, the Hurricanes. No, um, Hurricane Irma, Catcher, Jose. They're all there. And, um, yeah, man. They're crazy. Uh, it just really puts in perspective, though, right? People bitch about the weather here. Like, it shows you how self-centred we are as human beings. It rains early this week. And people are like, oh, my God. This weather is dreadful. I was like, yeah, but it's not like our whole town has been flattered. You know what I mean? Let's put it in perspective here. Is your house still standing? Yes. Is your car now in your kitchen? No. You know what I mean? Is your family under a pile of rubble? No. What happened? I mean, my umbrella blew inside out. Just shut the fuck up. This, like, there's no, this isn't bad weather. This is each time you bitch about the rain. Just think about a flipping hurricane or a storm. Yeah? Each time you moan about the heat. And think about a drought going on somewhere. Little bit of snow. Avalanches. Think about that shit. I don't want to lie though, like you don't, you don't think about that stuff because it doesn't affect you. The same way that I looked at these storms, and the only country its name I was looking out for was Jamaica. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Once I saw Jamaica was there, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I mean that is that is actually bad for the, all the other islands. But I naturally spent my life with Jamaica's all right, so that's cool. Yeah, my uncle's. Just flying out to Jamaica with his fiance. I'm so I'm, well. I mean, as long as they're all right, <laughs> it's fucked. That's how we are as humans. Like we can, then we can pretend to care about certain things. But we don't. We, we we generally don't. We just care about ourselves. And like to try and make us care more. This newspaper article I saw started listing all the celebrity homes that were going to be damaged. You know what I mean? Like, I saw uh, Richard Branson say, yeah, a bit of property damage, but no one's hurt. It's like, of course you have a bit of property damage, mate. You own a whole freaking island. (laughs) I'll get it, though. It's his property, so he's going to be upset about it. It's the exact same thing I just mentioned earlier. If it's your shit, you care about it. And if it's not your shit, then it's hard for you to care. But we do need just, oh, just just a little bit of humanity, man. Just a tiny bit. You know? Alright, you get it. His beach house is destroyed, but he can build a new one. I know it's not ideal, but he can build a new one. 
There's some people that you can't rebuild your family if they've just been destroyed in a hurricane, man. It's not cool. It's not cool. But on a lighter note, abortions and gay marriage. Woo! <laughs> Oh, do you see the uh, is it Jacob Rees Mogg Mog Jacob Rees Mogg? It's fit. It's weird, isn't it? Like double barrel names, right? It even means two things. It even means like your family's really, really flipping posh, or your family's not posh at all. It's, it sounds it sounds snobbish, right? But it's true. It's actually true. If you've got a double barrel name, right, and both those names are regular names, then you're probably just like a working class person who has like two parents who aren't married. But if you're posh, one of your names will sound like horrendous and stupid, like Mog. You know what I mean? Was that Hugh Fernley Wittenstall? See, like Wittenstall is just not a normal surname it's just not you, you, you don't have any witten stalls in your school so it's just not almost you can tell that guy is posh but if he was like well it's the fact that his first name is Hugh as well <laughs> if your name was Hugh in my school you would have been pushed into the vending machine every day Hugh you can't get away with a name like Hugh in my school um yeah man I can't remember so I've lost the trail of thought that's my trail of thought, train of thought. What's a trail of thought? Train of thought. I've lost it. So talking about posh surnames. Ah, fuck it. I'm getting off it. I can't remember what I was gonna say. But more about what he actually said. So he is. Um, what's annoying about this, right? So he's mentioning about the abortions. He's saying he's totally against it. He says life is sacrosanct and it's life from the moment of conception. And he says that he's against gay marriage as well. But here's the thing. He doesn't actually say he's against these things personally. What he says is, I am a Catholic and I believe in these Catholic values. Yet, everyone is attacking him rather than the Catholic values that he follows. And this is what I find weird. How we pick and choose when we do that, you know? So, like, when someone is Islamic and they're picking and they are following, you know, doctrine or dogma by, like, the book, people want to start attacking Islam and not the individual. Whereas this time now, they want to attack the individual and not Catholicism. And that's, not, that's not to say that this country doesn't actually have very strong anti-Catholic sentiments, actually. If you don't believe that, um, have a think about what you do on the 5th of November every year. <laughs> yeah, celebrate the burn of a guy who was trying to uphold Catholic values. <laughs> we do it every year, this country. Literally, make an effigy and burn him. Guy Fawkes is just a Catholic terrorist. Or a freedom fighter. Depends which side of the fence you, you fall on. That's what happened, man. And um, so I kind of respect not his view, but I respect the fact that he has a view and he's stuck with it 
even though he's on TV, you could easily back down. And when someone just has a view and they just go, fuck it, I'm going two-footed, head first and two-footed into this. Yes, that's what I think. Because you see, there's trying, you know, someone tries to push the boundary. So you believe abortion is is wrong? Yes, yes, I do. I believe life is sacrosanct. So even in the instance of rape, see, that's the point where you're meant to crumble. That's what where he was meant to crumble and be like, uh, 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 that's different. He went, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> He's just like, um, what? What about incest? He's like, yeah, yeah. These, he goes, I feel sorry for the individual. And they have a right to have an abortion because that law isn't going to change. He goes, but I still think abortion is wrong. You can't argue with that. He's not even trying to stop people from having abortions. He's just saying he thinks they're wrong. So if he thinks they're wrong, he's not actually forcing it through. So I was just like, well, just let him carry on thinking they're wrong. I don't actually care what you think. As long as your thoughts don't affect my actions, then I don't care. You can say you hate black people. You can say that you think black people should not exist. But if you're not in any position to actually eradicate black people and you're not actually doing it, then, yeah, fair play, mate, if that's your opinion. (laughs) You can say that. You can say that all you want. It's only when you're in a position of power and your behaviour says you think that. Then it's like, all right, we might need some kind of movement here. Uh, Something like Black Lives Matter. Uh, Maybe someone should invent something like that. You know, then it's an issue. So him as an individual having that opinion, I I don't really care. I don't really care. And since it's a gay marriage thing, he just goes, well, it's the law. So, you know, it's there now. But I think the law should be separate. He thinks the, the views of the church should be separate from law. So again, you can't have to agree with him. If that's what he's... If you want, you've got an issue with what he thinks, and that's the issue with... The, you have an issue with what's in the documentation of the church he follows. That's where your issue is. But then, yeah, I guess you take issue with him, no, for... Well, no, because he's not even... He's not even enforcing it. He's not like he's outside the abortion clinics throwing stuff at people. Yeah, I mean, like having abortions is stressful enough. You've got like people there flipping throwing stuff at you. You know, in America, what they call their abortion clinics? Planned Parenthood. The irony. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, man. Um, Who else have we got here? What else have we happening this week? You got, oh, oh, Prince George. Ooh, Prince George. Tell you what, the kid's actually cute. Not gonna lie, he's a cute kid. He, um, he had his first day at school. His dad took him to school and stuff. And um, yeah, I was reading about. Apparently, it's a se- it got to seventeen thousand pound a year school with risotto on the menu. For seventeen thousand pound a year, risotto is a minimum of what should be on the menu. God damn it. 17 grand a year. That's how much I'm paying to send this kid to school. Anyway, so here's his little rundown of the stuff that's at the school. 
Fees at Thomas's Battersea um, are £17,604 a year and increase in year three. If George stays at the selective establishment until the end of year eight, uh, when he turns 13, the total cost will be £172,116. Woo! Kids are expensive. Um, This school's most important rule is be kind. It expects its pupils not just to tolerate, but to celebrate difference, including faith, beliefs and culture. Not race, though. Get out of school, you black bastard. No. <laughs> I'm messing. I'm messing. I imagine that's wrapped into culture, right? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. There's no sexuality either, but it is a kid's school, so maybe sexuality shouldn't even be there. Um, the school, uh, I say kids school, every school's a kids school, right? Uh, primary school. Right, the school also teaches leadership. We aim to equip our pupils to lead by example, to be prepared, to stand out from the crowd, to be the first to respond to someone in need, to stand up for what they believe to be right, and to risk making an unpopular decision if they believe it to be for the greater good. Like that Jacob Rees Mogg guy. <laughs> You see how, see, that sounded really nice when it's a belief that you agree with. But if it's a belief that you don't agree with, then that attitude's really going to be annoying. And someone's really standing up for something they believe in and they think's right. It's like, ah, mate, shut up. I believe it to be right. I don't care. It's it's not what I agree with, so I don't want you to do it anymore. Um, It also has reportedly discouraged pupils from having best friends. In order to stop others from having their feelings hurt. Oh my god. I swear, if aliens attack this planet, we're done. We are so fragile. We are so, <laughs> we are so fragile as like humans. You're not you can't have any best friends. Why? Because what about the other kids who aren't your best friends? How will they feel? Like they feel every day. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe because I had best friends. I don't know what it's like to be a kid that didn't have any friends. But telling other kids to not have best friends won't make the kid who stinks of piss any more popular. But they can't have a pissy smelling kid. He pays 17 grand a year. You can't have a pissy smelling kid. Why do they still have the nits kid? You remember that at school? There's always a kid who had nits. They got like nits once. And whenever there's an outbreak of nits, you just accuse them again. Every time. Oh, I can't believe you gave us all nits. I never had nits because I had short hair. So it was cool. Um, you got nits. And then they tried to make everyone feel better who had nits. But going, nits are only attracted to clean hair. It's like, so? You still got nits. <laughs> It's like, who cares what your hair was like before you had nits? You've got nits now. That's the issue. You're boasting about. Yeah, I was clean before I got herpes. I was clean before I got AIDS. It's just like, who cares? Let's stop it. And, um, I mean, and once they leave the school, uh, and you're the kid who doesn't have best friends or doesn't know how to make best friends, 
I mean, I think you're the one going to have your feelings hurt when you get into the real world and everyone else has best mates. How are you going to feel then? Uh, George will enjoy small class sizes of about 20 pupils. Wow. Because the average class size in primary schools in England is about 27 children. I had about 35 in my class. Um, the prince will be learning ballet along with French, art, drama, ICT, music and the early years foundation stage curriculum. Cool. Um, uniform is compulsory, including smart, pulled up red socks and navy Bermuda shorts. Why do they make them dress like such weirdos? I don't get these uniforms. Like the same as um, Rooney's kids as well. Colleen posted a picture. I'm, I'm not dissing the kids. I'm not a fucking weirdo. I'm not, you know what I mean? <laughs> just the uniform. It's like, why are they just dressed as like Victorian children? It's weird. Like each time I see those royal kids, I was like, can't you just give them like a little night tracksuit or something? It's little Air Maxes. I don't know why, man. Uh, George must have red um, art smock. Must have a red art smock, which costs £30, a swim hat and a PE kit. Right, this is just irrelevant now. What, what are they going into? Uh, the parents are advised to register the child soon after birth to be with a chance of going to the oversubscribed school. Wannabe reception pupils are given an entrance assessment before being offered a place. An entrance assessment. How do you assess a four-year-old when they come to school? It's just like basic language stuff, right? Or is it just how much money you've got in your bank account? <laughs> um, like who's gonna be the who's gonna be the school that tells flipping Prince George, sorry, you haven't made our requirements to get into the school? And which school gonna have the balls to do that? This is the future king to like. No, you, you're, you don't, sorry, you're just not quite the type of pupil we're looking for. He's going to be that person. No one. Ah, the schools, the school dinners are often organic. That's good. Previous menu choices range from freshly baked courgette, halloumi and beetroot layer slice. Oh, Jesus Christ, which kids, where, where's the turkey dinosaurs? Um, to Marine Stewardship Council certified Pangaceous fish. Again, fish fingers would do their love. Um, leek and spring onion risotto. Mm, okay, rice pudding. You just put that in there. And oven baked beef meatballs with cannellini beans and a tomato and basil sauce with grated organic cheese, fresh crudités and steamed 50-50 brown and white rice. Ebony and ivory. <laughs> See, that's that inclusion. The brown and white rice. Don't be accused of any subtle racism there. Look, just get him the turkey twizzlers. You know, fuck Jamie Oliver. Get the turkey twizzlers in there. Get that kid normal. All right? Do you know how good a turkey twizzler tastes when you just eat good food all your life? I remember as a kid, right, my mum used to cook me, like, real food, like, for dinner. You know, chicken and rice. And you, I just used to hate it after a while. Ugh, I hate it. Then when I used to go around some of my friends' houses for dinner, and for dinner, they were having like turkey dinosaurs, crispy pancakes. I was just like, yes! Crispy pancakes! Just like, I tried to eat one of these crispy pancakes as an adult. Shit. <laughs> like, there wasn't even any nostalgia from eating it. I was like, this is dreadful. 
I remember my older brother used to eat pot noodles, right? I used to be so jealous of him. I used to have to have dinner, and he'd be there eating a pot noodle. And I'm like, I want a pot noodle for dinner. Again, have you tried eating a pot noodle as an adult? It's not even depressing. I, I, it should be bad. You shouldn't be allowed to sell that shit anywhere. Um, do you know what? I think that's it. Actually, I've got one more story. One more story. All right. Did I end the podcast on this? Um, headline: Killer driver attacked pop fan in ro- in row. I can't ever read that word. I always read it as row, but it's row. Killer driver attacked pop fan in row over urinating boyfriend. You ready for this? Here it goes. I'm gonna read this word for word. A drink driver um, who served two years in prison for a deadly crash has been spared jail for a drunken attack after a boyfriend urinated on a pop fan. Yeah, that's right. So this person's got previous convictions. Her boyfriend pissed on someone and then she attacked the person who got pissed on. The pissy. Anyway, not the pisser, the pissy. Emma Egan was on licence from jail when she uh, shoved dental nurse Gary Tan. What a man who's a nurse. Oh, gender fluidity. Fluidity, eh? This gender fluidity has just gone, gone out of control. If we Gary, nurse... Fucking hell. Um, at a show at Canadian Star Drake in Manchester Arena in February, Mr. Tan had confronted um, Fayoud Al-Haba um, for relieving himself on a woman sitting in front of him. So, Gary, the nurse, was being chivalrous, saying, Excuse me, sir, you cannot piss on this woman. Fair enough, if the woman didn't consent. Um, prosecuting Carl Miles said Egan squared up to Mr. Tan. That's the woman. That's the woman who's been a drunk driver. Squared up to Mr. Tan and pushed him repeatedly in the face until he fell over um, the row in front. I hope that wasn't like the elevated bit because that would have hurt. And do you know what annoys me when women like physically attack men? It's because a lot of men be like, I can't hit her. I've been told I can't hit women. You know? So when you get shoved in the face, I can't lie, there's only a few times I could be shoved in the face before I'm retaliating. I'm not saying that I would hit a woman in the face, but I'm going to stop her from shoving me. Like, you can't just continually shove me in the face. Something has to be stopped. Do I might just spark a boyfriend. <laughs> just, just, I'm like, oi, mate, control your woman, stop her from pushing me in the face. And if he just shrugs his shoulders, I'm going to bag him right in the jaw. And I'm going to keep on punching him until she stops pushing me. And that's what you get for going out with such an aggy woman. Anyway, Prosky Carl said, yeah, so I've just read that. But Egan, 29, from Dewsbury and Ella Hubba um, were arrested. Mr. Tan, who landed flat on his back, told police, I feel too scared and frightened to go to another concert. Drake was my first, but it has put me off going out with people who are drinking because of how their behaviour changes. This guy probably went to school and he's told to not have best friends. (laughs) Egan had served half of a four-year sentence imposed in uh, 2014 for running over a cyclist, Eric Codlin, 55, at 69 miles per hour in Sheffield. Um, Jesus Christ. Sounds horrible. Um, At the time, Egan, whose sister was killed by a drink driver, said she would bear the heavy burden of guilt for the rest of her life. 
that's kind of what murdering someone does. Um, yesterday, she was convicted of common assault after the trial, but spared jail. That's right, spared jail um, by the Manchester magistrates because she has da -da -da -da, a promising future. Promising future. Uh, what job does she do? Um, she was given a 12-month community order, 12-month uh, community order, 160 hours unpaid work, and must pay. Ready for this massive fine? 655 pounds in fines. Al Haba, 27, also from Dewsbury, was also convicted of common assault. You know, pissing on someone. It's given 20 weeks suspended jail term, 200 hours of unpaid work, and ordered to pay. A little bit more, 30 quid more, £685. Mr. Codling's widow, um, Karen, branded the sentence outrageous. And I agree with you, Karen. She said, at the time she was released, we were told that if she committed another misdemeanour, she'd go to prison. But that's not happening. That's not justice, is it? And it's not. Now, they say she's got a promising future. It doesn't mention what she does as a job. But it does have a picture of her. I'm not going to lie. If you could see the size of her tits, you can see why she got off. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm, that's what I'm saying is the reason. This woman is attractive. It's another case of attractive white lady doing some fucked up crimes and just getting away with it. Like, can we please start throwing these women in jail? Please. Like, why is it that they have to, like, sleep with a pupil at school that's like the only time they go to jail and even then the picture posted is like a sexy picture just get these people in jail man anyway i will go that's the end of the podcast um i said check out the other podcasts uh, midweek under the lights you know we do that every wednesday and um yeah just keep on sharing and subscribing and commenting people all right charles bye